the Lovecast. The Lovecast. The Lovecast. Now we'd like you to come with us very quietly and we'll take you to a place where they'll make you feel better. The Lovecast, the Lovecast, the Lovecast. The Lovecast with Dave O'Rama.
Welcome to the Lovecast Holiday Base Cast Part 2, the New Year's Day 2022 edition. And coming out of a Canadian band called Bullfrog and a track called Yaya. My guest on the show this week is Paul Manley. He's my friend, and it's good to hang out with friends on the holidays. So I thought I'd invite Paul over. We're going to feast on bass. We're feasting on bass this week with Paul Manley, and he's brought his bass again this week for the second week in a row. And we're um, sharing uh, some of our insights on some of our favorite bass players. As well, I had a number of Lovecast listeners and social media friends chime in for these shows, and they recommended some of their favorite bass players. And so we're using some of their suggestions in the show as well. Some great bass players being featured again this week on the Lovecast. Paul, welcome once again to the Lovecast. Well, thanks for having me on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. 2022, did you ever think we'd make it here? We're here now. We're here now. Any any New Year's resolutions? Mine is to play more bass. <laughs> play more bass. Mine is to share more music and and my mine's all about love and art and music. That's uh, you know always focus on that stuff. You know, good so, focuses for the new year. Yeah, yeah. So I hope uh, everybody has some positive New Year's resolutions. Paul brought his bass, as I said, and you were involved with that band Bullfrog, were you not? I was actually. I was their manager, and Mark Robertson played in my band in, in the late 80s. And after I moved out west, he formed Bullfrog. And Kid Koala joined him when he was 16 years old. And they were the first band to have a, a DJ at the Montreal Jazz Festival. And I started working with them, I guess, in 98, 99, and toured them all over North America and Europe. Got a record deal with them with uh, Rope-A-Dope Records and uh, hung out with these guys a lot. It was a lot of fun. And I believe I saw them when they came out here to the West Coast, Vancouver Island. Yeah, they played at the Queens, Commodore. They did the jazz festival circuit across Canada. So every time I speak to you, Paul, uh, I find out more things about you. And I've known you for a long time. We've known each other about 18 years now, I think. And uh, so you're a bass player. You are a documentary filmmaker. Why don't you mention a few films that you've made and how people can see your films? Oh, you can find my films at manlymedia.com. Uh, I made a film about Sombrio, the end of the squatter community down there. That's uh, on the south end of Vancouver Island where people were squatting for a while and kind of... And surfing. Surfing and yeah, squatting, it's a, yeah. It's a surfer video. Yeah. yeah. I was very inspired by Sombrio. When I first moved out here, I, I was in Vancouver and somebody took me down there. And I just like, went, I fell in love with Vancouver Island just because people were doing that, you know? Yeah, it was an amazing place. I... I hiked down there the first time when I was 16 years old and you had to hike all the way from the highway. It was a beautiful emerald forest. And yeah, I spent a lot of time down there in my youth and later years and ended up making a film about the, about the squatter community and the surfers and bullfrog is on the soundtrack. Oh, great. And when, when I saw that community, I was what I, I, I first said to myself, somebody's got to make a movie about this, a documentary. And then I met you after you made that actual documentary when I moved to this community. So what other uh, subjects did you cover in some of your documentary films? Oh, I've done, you know, local films on uh, local farming, uh, the Nanaimo River, watersheds, uh, international trade and investment on residential schools. I've done tons of documentary work and worked in television edited several hundred episodes of series TV and, and, um, yeah, worked on a long list of stuff. 
Yeah, and so um, y- you can find more about your media stuff at manlymedia.com. It used to be my mom's company. You were a, you're a politician. You were a member of parliament till recently. And uh, you also just said that you managed a band. Have you managed other bands other than Bullfrog? Well, I managed my own bands in the 80s. So Okay. What bands were you in? I was in a band called Straight No Chaser and uh, Rain Shadow and a bunch of different other bands, Dad Faction. And, uh, uh, you know, I would just manage the gigs and keep the band going. Very cool. So I brought Paul on the show because you should hang out with friends during the holidays and it gets kind of quiet around Crazy Acre. So I got Paul to make some noise here this week with his bass. And we're sharing (laughs) stories about bass players and uh, some of our favorite bass players and sharing some of your favorite bass players. And so we're going to go into a set now with a couple of, um, you know, familiar things. First of all, James Jamerson, who was a bass player with the Funk Brothers at Motown, uh, was recommended by Paul and Kelly Field and Vig Shulman. And I'm going to play my favorite version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine, which is by Gladys Knight and the Pips, featuring James Jamerson on bass. And then Paul and I were watching a demonstration by Larry Graham, who was the bass player in Sly and the Family Stone, and then had his own band, Graham Central Station. And he pretty much has been credited with inventing slap electric bass style. And maybe you can give a little example of that there, Paul. Gonna hear a little of that. Peter Santiago, who is the uh, the bass player for Bullfrog that we just heard, mm-hmm. he was really influenced by both of these bass players as well. Right on, and and I'm kind of making the leap that I, I played on last week's show, Willie Dixon, who played an upright bass and did a lot of slapping on his acoustic bass, which I think influenced rockabilly musicians. And this for me is an extension of that kind of percussive bass playing. So we're going to play some Larry Graham in Sly and the Family Stone. And thank you for letting me be mice elf again here on the Lovecast.
this is Andy Cakes, and you're listening to The Levcast with Dave Orana.
You are listening to the Lovecast Holiday Base Cast Part 2, the New Year's Day 2022 edition, and a couple of uh, legendary bass players in there, Larry Graham and James Jamerson, and uh, Larry Graham playing with Sly and the Family Stone and a very iconic bass line there with some uh, early slap-in style on uh, electric bass, and then Gladys Knight and the Pips, and I heard it through the Grapevine, which is a great up-tempo version of that song, and James Jamerson from the Funk Brothers, who were the Motown house band and a legendary bass player as well, recommended by Kelly Field and Vig. And Paul and I were into Larry Graham, so we recommended that. We brought that to the to the table. And so while we're hanging out here at Crazy Acre, Paul and I have been sharing a lot of musical stories, talking about bass. We're bringing you a feast of bass for the holiday season. And I didn't realize that Paul was a bit of a deadhead for a while. <laughs> I, I my uh, our mutual f- friend Bunny Dub took me to my first Dead concert, Grateful Dead concert in 1984, and the Dead were already that was their 20th anniversary that year, so they'd already been around 20 years. And he took me down to Wisconsin to see two Dead shows, and it was a whole new experience for me, and one that's been very memorable. But Paul, you probably went to a lot more Dead shows than I did. Yeah, but not as many as Bunny Dub did. But I, but I did see some shows out uh, in the Midwest and uh, down the West Coast, and it was a great time. It was, it really clicked for me, you know, actually seeing them. It's quite the scene, Jerry Circus. Yeah, it is quite a circus. And, and one thing I found out is being the, the music nut that I am, when I jumped in the van to go down to Wisconsin, I brought all kinds of music with me. I wanted to play all kinds of different music. They wouldn't let me play anything. It had to be all dead, all the way there, all the way back, all dead, all weekend. And then you get into the stadium and there's like all these tripods of microphones. Everybody's recording the show. And then when the show is over, people pull out their PA systems in the campground and just start playing the show that you just heard (laughs) so it's all dead all the time and I think it was the third time I saw the dead I was going what makes this music so happy and what are all these people bouncing around to well it's bass player Phil Lesh I concluded it is his happy bass lines that make the dead such a bouncy happy group would you agree Paul absolutely incidentally uh, a friend of ours Dave Lemieux would be one of those tapers at those shows and he ended up uh, becoming the archivist for the Grateful Dead. So Phil Lesh, yeah, he's he had this kind of uh, really floaty, drifting through stuff. Like he, he was influenced by those old funk players in the Motown scene as well, but really fluid kind of player and just groove through stuff. And he was probably influenced by a lot of the uh, psychedelics they were taking as well. Absolutely. I'm sure that influenced his, his bass playing. We'll Super talk- interesting history, actually. Like that series that's on um, on Prime, A Long Strange Trip, I recommend it for anybody, whether you're a deadhead or not. It's it's really interesting. They, they started out as the Warlocks as a cover band, and then they ended up doing uh, Ken Kesey's uh, acid tests, playing at those parties. Right, right. Yeah. And then the wall of speakers, wall of sound thing and yeah. all that. And, and, you know, even surprisingly, even like near the last few years of their existence as, as a, a band, when Jerry was alive, they were like the number two most successful touring band every year. They were like, if U2 was making the most money, they were making the second most touring, yeah. even though they were rarely ever putting records out anymore, you know? 
And so the dead is a great experience. And also I used to go when I was a teenager, young teenager in the late seventies, I liked to go to Frank Zappa. I was a big Frank Zappa fan. I thought he was a genius. And also he was naughty and, and, and <laughs> subversive and all that stuff. And Paul brought one to the table. I'm the slime by Frank Zappa. Tom Fowler is the bass player played with Zappa for quite a long time. And we both chose this one. So what do you like about Frank Zappa? And what do you like about this particular song? That was just a funky song. And yeah, Frank Zappa, I started listening to when I was 13 years old and I got to see a few shows in the eighties and, um, just an amazing musician, an amazing band. He used to head to Berkeley and, uh, you know, pick up musicians that were studying jazz there and, and take them on tour. A long lineup of really fantastic musicians in that band. But I love this song just because of the, the message in it, you know, like talking about, uh, uh, the slime in your TV set. It's brilliant. Yeah, he was always ahead of his time uh, talking about how we were being manipulated and, and what what uh, media is doing to us and, and how people are trying to censor us and all that. And he was also influenced by R&B music really heavily. And the person who most influenced him on guitar was Johnny Guitar Watson, who, you know, was an R&B guitarist and then later a funk musician. And he was really into doo-wop as well and, and a lot of African-American music. So, you know, hence Zappa had a lot of funky aspects about his music. And he had a lot of other things. He was into, you know, modern classical music and progressive jazz and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So that's what made him so interesting. Absolutely. So Paul Manley, Dave Arama, the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast Part 2, and uh, Shakedown Street from The Grateful Dead, one of their funkier tracks, and Frank Zappa. I'm the slime from your video on the Lovecast. Thank you. 
You're listening to the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast Part 2. Dave Arama and Paul Manley, my friend Paul Manley, joining me here at Crazy Acres Studios. We decided to do a couple of bass shows for the holidays. Uh, Christmas Free Zone last week. And uh, and if you want us to keep it on the down low because you're a bit hungover from New Year's Eve, well, too bad. <laughs> because <laughs> because this is all about the bass this week. And part two of our bass cast, Paul's brought his bass with him. And uh, we're sharing bass stories. And also, a lot of people chimed in on a survey I did on my Facebook group looking for people's favorite bass players. So uh, a lot of people chimed in. So we're playing a lot, some of their requests by... Uh, Lovecast listeners and uh, social media friends. And we just uh, played Grateful Dead, Shakedown Street, which was a really funky album. I think they even did a Motown song on there. They did Dancing in the Streets. And Frank Zappa, I'm the Slime. Tom Fowler, the bass player on the Zappa track. Phil Lesh, the bass player on the Grateful Dead track. That's uh, that's some pretty disco Phil Lesh there. It is. It was pretty cool, little line. Mm-hmm. And I, I love I Am the Slime. That's right, folks. Don't touch that dial. Yeah, yeah. Warning you against media manipulation. And uh, we're continuing on. Another bass player, one of my favorites that was uh, requested by a number of people. I think that he's an amazing character. And I think he's one of those blessed people who just has a really interesting blessed life. Mr. Bootsy Collins was uh, one of my favorites, one of Paul's favorites. And Tim Peterson and Vig Shulman and Christian Bobak all suggested we uh, drop some Bootsy Collins on you. So uh, This is a great number too, if six was nine. Yeah, this is a Jimi Hendrix song. We played Jimi Hendrix last week on the show, Noel Redding, an amazing bass player. This is If Six Was Nine, and it's from a late 90s compilation from Axiom Records, which is Bill Laswell's record label, Bill Laswell being another amazing bass player that we featured on the show last week. And he works with everybody. And so Axiom Funk was his way of getting a bunch of people together and putting out some great new funk music. And so Bootsy Collins doing a cover of If Six Was Nine by Jimi Hendrix and a great, great version of that. So we're going to play that. And then we also have a Thievery Corporation and a bass player called Ashish Hash Vias, who was suggested by Wes Smith. And Paul, I think you went to see Thievery Corporation recently. I've been into them since they've been around, but I've never seen them live. Oh man, they're amazing live. I've seen them with Ashish a few years back. And uh, I just was at the uh, show at the Commodore this December, which was amazing. Yeah, that was like, what, a less a week or a week and a half ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what was it like going to a concert like that during COVID? I haven't been out to anything big live like that. Since. Well, it's the first time I've been to the Commodore where they have seats on the dance floor. You know, it's a spring-loaded dance floor. Yeah, it's one of three in Canada. Yeah. yeah. And they had seats there, but um, they actually let people stand up and dance. Cool. In front of their seats, so it wasn't bad. Do you all have to wear masks? We had to wear masks, but uh, not when you're in your seat and you're drinking beer. Oh, right on. Cool. So, so that's what we're going to next. Axiom Funk, Bootsy, If Six Was Nine, Thievery Corporation, and Culture of Fear here on the Lovecast Holiday Base Cast Part 2, New Year's Day, January 2022. <laughs> Thank you. 
Devorama dropping some funky schizophonics on the Love Cat.
like they want us to be afraid, man. Or maybe we just like being afraid. Maybe we just so used to it at this point that it's just a part of us, part of our culture. Security alert on orange. It's been on orange since 01, G. I mean, what's up, man? Can a brother get yellow, man? Just for like two months or something? Goddamn. Sick of that. Mic check. The groove is thick, so I'ma rhyme like a lunatic I do this shit with an unassuming wit The corporation conjured up the bass and the tempo My name is Lyft, that's the intro, now let's go The flow of life throwing strife into the mix To the pick, the condition and the word is sick The powers to be, a power in me To speak upon, stress and strife that I see every day And launch a speaker bomb, culture of fear is up in your ear They're telling us terrorists about to strike Maybe tonight, right? Let me just back up slowly With critical analysis of those who control me It used to be we just had a screen in the crib On the TV, but now we carry screens when we leave See laptops, smartphones, now we're never alone A new affliction I call media dome But on the low, famine is the programming You wanna watch your favorite show because it's so slamming Hold hands and let's gaze into the beautiful glare While we're here, so immersed in this culture of fear Funky sounds from Thievery Corporation out of Washington, D.C. They've been around quite a while now. And Wes Smith recommended that we play some music featuring their bass player, Ashish Hashvias. And some great vibes there and some hip-hop music from Thievery Corporation. They're kind of all across the board, aren't they, Paul? Yeah, they got some dub going. They got uh, like Latin music. They, they call themselves the um, Wu-Tang Clan of world music. That's a good way of going because, yeah, they do Brazilian music, they do Latin, they do lounge music, they do dub albums, you know, they have trip hop, trip hop, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, just very tasteful stuff. Thievery Corporation on tour right now. And then uh, Axiom Funk featuring Bootsy Collins, a Bill Laswell double album, I believe, uh, from his record label Axiom Records. 
and came out in, I think, 1997. And a great Jimi Hendrix song and a great cover by the great Bootsy Collins. If Six Was Nine, Bootsy was uh, picked up by James Brown when I think he was a teenager, him and his brother and his friends from his band. James Brown had some disagreements with his band about paying them properly. And so they all quit. And so James Brown hired Bootsy and his brother and they were there for like all the heavy stuff in the 70s like Sex Machine and Super Bad and Get Up Off of That Thing and all that. And then Bootsy moved on and joined forces with George Clinton and became part of uh, Parliament Funkadelic, that whole gang and, and uh, or Parliament. And then basically, um, you know, has been putting out solo albums and working with off and on with George Clinton and all kinds of amazing people. He's, he's 70 years old. He's only 70 years old, you know? He's been a, a big influence on me. I love that slap style. And he plays a space bass. So... Yeah, Bootsy Collins, uh, he's got a beautiful bass. It's in the shape of a star. He's a he's a very sharp dresser, very flamboyant, very happy guy. And uh, yeah, he plays the space bass. I've seen him before. The one that was his solo tour that I saw was about 25, 26 years ago in Vancouver at the Commodore. We were just talking about the Commodore. And uh, his band, Bootsy's Rubber Band, unfortunately the sound sucked like the sound person was just not making it happen and that's too bad and that really that was too bad because you know bootsy deserves some good sound so um so the great bootsy collins and that brings us to the uh, transition point where we're about to transition into our two of the lovecast holiday bass cast part two and I've got my friend Paul Manley here. He's got his bass. We're uh, featuring bass players suggested by Paul, suggested by me, and suggested by social media friends and Lovecast listeners. So everybody's chiming in on the bass cast. And so we're going to go into uh, something to transition into our two of today's show. This is the Chuck Rainey Coalition. And so... Uh, What's the background on Chuck Rainey? Do you know uh, some of the people he's played with? He's played with everybody. Chuck Rainey's been, yeah, he's been around for a while. He's played with a long list of people. Quincy Jones, Ada James, Steely Dan. Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. King, King Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Larry Coriel, George Benson, Louis Armstrong. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that guy, and you can, you can find interviews with Chuck Rainey on, on YouTube and he's a really interesting guy to listen to and hear about his musical career. So we're going to go into our two with the Chuck Rainey coalition. This goes back to 1972, I think. Uh, yep. 1972. And this is got it together on the love cast. <laughs> Bye. 
You're jacked into the Lovecast with Dave Orama. FM. Welcome to hour two of the Lovecast. This is the Lovecast Holiday Base Cast Part Two, the New Year's Day 2022 edition. My name is Dave Orama, and my guest here is Paul Manley with his bass, and we're doing everything a bass. We're we're having a feast of bass here on the Lovecast this week, and uh, dropping some of our favorite bass players and some suggested by listeners and social media friends. And welcome to the show, Paul. This is like uh, the second show you've done with me this holiday season. It's nice to have some company over the holidays. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Get to, get to smack my bass a little bit. This this uh, Fender I got when I was uh, 17, 18 years old. So we have a, I've had a long relationship with this uh, with this bass. So it's fun to be on the show with you. All right, on man. Talking about some of my favorite bass players. Yeah. And this is one you introduced me to. Amazing young woman. Holy crow! And you said that. Uh, She's First mo- performance was 11 years old? Yes, this is, uh, she's an Indian musician, Mohini Day. This is Mohini Day. She's a Bengali Indian electric bass player, and she is a protege of her father, who is also a bass player. And so she started actually performing live at the age of 11. She plays a lot with A.R. Raman, 
he's a very famous Indian composer, composes for a lot of film and also his own recordings. And check her out on the internet. She does uh, tutorials, but mind-blowing. I think she plays a five-string bass. Bobby Heron, our friend Bobby Heron, uh, was one of the people who recommended her as well. I've been watching her for the past year and just going, oh my God, she's amazing. And so I chose a recording that she plays on by Indonesian guitarist Dua Bujana. And so we're going to go to that first, and then I'm going to go to my favorite bass player of all time, and that is Ms. Kim Clark from New York City. And Kim Clark is someone I first saw in a band called Defunct, and that is a band fronted by Joseph Bowie, and Joseph Bowie is part of the Bowie jazz family. His brother was Lester Bowie from the Art Ensemble of Chicago, who is no longer with us. He passed away a number of years ago. Joseph Bowie's moved to uh, the Netherlands. He lives there, and he's lived there for a while, and he never stops. That guy has several bands. He plays with all kinds of people. He gives like uh, drum tutorials. He's a trombonist, but I was blown away by the defunct bass player. It was a defunct is an amazing band. One of my favorite albums of all time is the one we're going to sample. It came out in 1981. I saw the band on tour after they put this album out and I was just up close and personal, like standing right in front of the stage watching Kim Clark because she just, I was just entranced by her and she plays upright bass and she plays, uh, you know, in jazz bands and she plays in heavy funk bands and She's my favorite bass player of all time, and it's never changed since 1981. I'm just like locked on to Kim Clark. So, Paul. A couple of fantastic women bass players coming right up. Coming up in this set. So uh, we're going to start with Dua Bajani featuring Mohina Day on bass, and this is Queen Kanya, and then some Defunct and Avoid the Funk with Kim Clark on the bass on the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast Part 2.
Yo, what's up? This is Sanjay from Delhi to Dublin. You're listening to the Lovecast with Dave Rama.
you've got it locked on to the Lovecast Holiday Base Cast Part 2, New Year's Day 2022. Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, happy holidays, and thanks for tuning in. My guest is Paul Manley. He's brought his bass in. We're doing a double feature holiday bass cast. Last week, we filled Christmas Day with bass here on CIUTFM, and now we're doing it again on New Year's Day. And you just heard my favorite bass player of all time, Kim Clark. She is a bass player from New York City, and I first saw her and got to know her playing with the band Defunct out of New York City, fronted by Joseph Bowie, part of the Bowie Jazz family. And she has been my all-time favorite bass player for the last 40 years. And if you don't know her, check her out online. There's some uh, live footage of Defunct. You can check out some of her solos. Kim Clark, not a lot of people know her, but I always promote her. Then we heard some music by Indonesian guitarist Dua Bujana and featuring the amazing Indian bass player. She's only 24 years old. She started performing live at 11 years old, Mohina Day mind-blowing paul i think i was so cooking holy crow oh man and uh so paul's here with me this uh last couple of sets uh the next one included we're going to feature a couple more female bass players and bobby was the one bobby heron was the one who chimed in and said hey not enough people are mentioning all the great female bass players out there so uh we're checking in with a few right now and I don't think Paul knew this uh, woman bass player. She had a hit back in, oh, sometime in the 90s, I think. Uh, Michelle Endegio Cello. And uh, just an amazing songwriter, singer, and uh, her instrument is the bass. She's an incredible bass player. You were checking her out with me on. on yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? That's fantastic. Yeah. This is the fun thing about this. I'm learning about a, a bunch of bass players I, I wasn't aware of. And, uh, just fantastic musicians. That's what I really love about doing this show. I like turning people on to music they, they don't know about. A lot of people kind of stick to what's familiar. And I, I find that kind of sad because there's, I find music is not harmful to anyone. It's a great antidepressant. It makes life beautiful. And why would we limit ourselves to what we were open to hearing? So the Lovecast is here to introduce things into your world that you might not know about. And that's one thing I really love about being involved in community radio is that I get to meet all these musicologists who do shows at this station and they turn me on to music in the in the 35 years i've been involved in ciutfm i've met so many amazing people who know so much about music and some of them are specialized in different fields like jazz or blues or gospel or whatever but all of them are just mentors to me and i'm i'm just a big sponge for music so i hope people will open their hearts to music and open their minds to music and not close them. Anybody that's listening to your show has already got an open heart and an open mind. Thank you, Paul. I'm sure, I'm sure the one of the things I love about listening to the love cast is I I get to hear stuff I hadn't heard before and, and connect it with, Stuff that I have heard, and yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Well, thanks very much. And hopefully people cruise around on the radio and they don't know what they're looking for, and sometimes maybe they hear something I play and they just go, hey, what the hell's that? You know, and it locks them in, you know? Yeah. Um, so, we, you know, we're a bit challenging, but I think that I'm hoping to make your world more beautiful with a broad spectrum of music. We're going to go into uh, Michelle Indigio Cello. 
And this is super mellow for her. She's usually pretty funky. Her version of John Lennon's Imagine. And then Bobby Heron recommended a bass player I love as well, Rhonda Smith. And we're going to play some Prince. She played with Prince for a while. And this is Prince and We Gets Up with Rhonda Smith here on the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast Part 2. to the love cast. Shit. 
And you're tuned to the Lovecast with Dave O'Rama. My guest this week is Paul Manley. He's brought his bass, and we're bringing you a feast of bass on our holiday bass cast part two. We filled Christmas with bass, and we decided to fill the new year with bass as well. Happy New Year. It is January 1st, 2022. Never thought I'd make it here. Here I am, and we're packing the bass. So that was fantastic. Rhonda Smith is a Canadian, by the way. Yeah, Rhonda Smith is a Canadian and she's not the first Canadian that Prince has worked with. And I think Prince even married a Canadian woman at one point. And uh, yeah, from Emancipation, Prince and We Gets Up featuring Rhonda Smith. And then at the top, Michelle Indeggio Cello. And uh, she's a pretty funky bass player, but we played something that was kind of almost like, it was almost like solo bass doing a very mellow version of Imagine by John Lennon. So I thought that would be a good one to play on New Year's Day. Lead us into a new year. Recycle some thoughts that need to be recycled. So what do you think, Paul? Yeah, beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. Different version. Yeah, yeah. It's always good. And you know what's funny about that song is like Yoko Ono really guards John Lennon's legacy, right? So Stephen Harper, our former prime minister, who is known for playing Beatles songs, you know? I mean, it's funny, he he wanted to put lots of people in jail for smoking marijuana, but he also would play I Get By With A Little Help From My Friends, which Paul McCartney, a bass player, actually said was written about marijuana right so what a hypocrite anyway so he he was uh he was performing at some event and he was performing imagine and they put the video on youtube and yoko ono had them take it off right on she said that guy does not get to sing that song and put it out to the public he doesn't understand the lyrics i don't know why you're bringing me down with stephen harper stories (laughs) stories or or his butchering of the beatles on new year's day no, no, I'm bringing, um, what I'm doing is I'm bringing you up with Yoko Ono slapping Stephen Harper Stephen down, Harper down right man. You know, like that, it's the empowerment of Yoko taking out Stephen Harper. That's what I, that's what I'm celebrating here. Right, right on. Yeah. <laughs> As I mentioned, if you just tuned in, this is the Lovecast on CIUT 89.5 FM. I'm your host, producer, and musical selector, Dave Rama, with my guest, Paul Manley. He has brought his bass and we're hanging out for the holiday season and we're having a feast of bass and bringing you lots of our favorite bass players and some of yours as well. And we're going to move into one, a, we're going to open this next set with a suggestion by David James, who is the host of Moondogs Ballroom here on CIUTFM. And he suggested a lot of great bass players, including some of my favorites, Youth and Jaw Wobble. And uh, I don't have the whole list at my uh, fingertips, but he, he, he chimed in with a lot of post-punk, you know, great bass players from post-punk bands. And so we're going to go with some uh, Mick Karn, who uh, is one of my favorite bass players from that era. I'm a big Japan fan. I'm a big David Sylvian fan. I have seen Japan in England, and Mick Karn played fretless bass, which added a really neat dimension to the sounds of Japan. I also saw him with trumpet player Mark Isham, who's a jazz trumpet player who went on to become more of a film composer. I was lucky enough to see Mark Isham in Toronto and Mick Karn was his bass player. So uh, we're going to go to a track from Japan 
called Canton, which is a great song. And then Paul and Kelly Field suggested another amazing bass player, Chris Squire, who is from the band Yes. And a very, very young me saw Chris Squire in 1975 on the Yes Relayer tour. And then I saw him again on the Tormato tour in the round at both times at Maple Leaf Gardens. And that guy's a monster bass player and they're a prog rock band, but there's jazz and funk and all kinds of things going on with him. What's your opinion, Paul? Oh, I love Chris Squire. Yeah, he was a real inspiration to me in my younger years as well. In one of the bands I was in, we learned a lot of yes songs and uh, would work on on trying to reproduce that stuff note for note. So really, like studied his style and and uh, really appreciate what he's brought to the bass. Yeah, and unfortunately, he passed away recently too. I don't think he was very old, which is sad. So Chris Squire, and uh, we're gonna go back to his first solo album and a track called "Lucky Seven from Chris Squire. Yeah. So the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast with Paul Manley on the bass. Give him a bass run there, man. You're listening to the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast, part two, New Year's Day 2022. And this is Japan and Mick Karn on the bass and the song Canton with some Chris Squire falling up here on the Lovecast. Oh, 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 
the sound of your city. CIUT 89.5 FM. Tears 
We're dropping the bass this week on the Lovecast, a feast full of bass on the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast Part 2, New Year's Day 2022. My name is Dave O'Ram. I'm your host and musical selecta, and my guest this week is Paul Manley, who brought his bass into the studio. And Paul is a musician, a documentary filmmaker, a politician, a band manager, and a whole bunch of other things. I don't even remember. It's a big list of stuff. He lives on Vancouver Island, and we're out in the West Coast where the Lovecast is produced at Crazy Acre Studios for you every week, coming to you every weekend on CIUT 89.5 FM. And uh, I asked a bunch of people online on my Facebook page to chime in and, and list some of their favorite bass players as well. And so we got some great suggestions from people so Paul's been chiming in with some of his uh, favorite bass players I've been listing some of mine and then some of our listeners and social media friends have been making suggestions as well we heard from Chris Squire Paul Manley is a big fan of Chris Squire Kelly Field also suggested Chris Squire I am a big fan of Chris Squire from Yes I saw Yes in 1975 and 1978 and Chris was alive and well and cooking back then and we went back to his first solo album and the track Lucky 7. And then I played some Japan at the top. And I love Japan. Saw them in England in 1980. And Mick Karn was their bass player. And he played fretless bass. He added a really interesting uh, vibe to whatever Japan was doing back then. And uh, they put out some great stuff. So Mick Karn, who sadly is no longer with us, um, Chris Squire either. Both those bass players have left the planet. So um, great stuff from them. Paul, what do you like about Chris Squire? He had just uh, an amazing style of playing bass, just a, a wicked attack, that playing with the pick and yeah, very orchestral, fit in with, with the S really well. Yeah, and even though they were a prog rock band, I mean, I heard a lot of like jazz and funk in that in that thing there as well. So, yeah, yeah, he he definitely didn't just. And that's the interesting thing, you know, like a lot of people when they get into a particular band, you know, a particular style of music, some people will be really religious about they only listen to the kind of music that that person creates. But if you look into what influenced those people. It could be all kinds of stuff. It could be all kinds of stuff. So your hero, your musical hero is open-minded about music, but, but you're, you're only kind of focusing in on, you know, say, say Pete Townsend from the who you're focusing in on that kind of classic rock music, but Pete Townsend's into all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. Chris Chris Squire was influenced by classical music and jazz and funk and R and B, and you can hear it, uh, in his playing and in, in different songs. Yeah, and and amazing. I Sometimes mean, in the same song, like that one, like Lucky Seven. So you live in Nanaimo, Paul, and our next song that was uh, requested by Valentina Cardinelli is for a guy I first met at CIUTFM in Toronto when I was doing my show in the studios there in the late '80s, early '90s. His name is Dave Reed. And he was in a band called Sing Along with Tonto. And they were this crazy hard rock group. 
and I brought them into the studio with DB Hawks, who was our engineering guy who had put on a lot of live music and still does shows at CIUT FM. And Dave and those guys were so loud and so over the top and so metal that DB barely contained his patience with them. And so they were like young and off the charts. Dave's uh, lived in Brooklyn for a while and then he uh, moved to Nanaimo quite a long time ago. And he's very busy musically there. He has a number of musical projects. He ran a a kind of performance room as well. He's involved in pressing vinyl. He's the vinyl record guru. So that's his business is helping bands get their vinyl pressed and their uh, jackets and all that made. And so he's been doing lots of stuff. So he's had a band for a few years, which your wife, uh, Sam, is in, Paul, uh, Moths and Locusts, right? Yeah, Sam's been playing with them for a few years now. And she sings and plays flute in the band? And, she, and keyboards. And yeah. keyboards, right. So Moths and Locusts have been going on for a number of years, and they just keep putting stuff out. And because Dave is a vinyl pressing guy, and his wife, Valentina, is an artist, Uh, she kind of does the album covers and he gets them pressed on vinyl. So they always make sure that they're selling vinyl of their stuff as well. Dave is still heavy and still loud. He's still heavy, still loud, but he's just got a big beard now, you know? (laughs) And yeah, so you can find Moss and Locust on Bandcamp. Uh, They have a number of releases. And then Serafina Capara here on Lovecast Island, she recommended Justin Chancellor, who is the bass player for the uh, metal band Tool. And he is wicked as hell. And so we thought we'd make up a set with uh, a couple of heavy guys, Dave Reed and Justin Chancellor. Are you a fan of Tool there, Paul? Do you know much about them? I don't know much about them, no. I just know they're incredible musicians, but I haven't really followed them a lot. But I have a lot of friends who are Tool fanatics. Yeah. And so uh, some Tool. So we're going to go into that, Moss and Locust, and a track called Sea Hell featuring Dave Reed on bass, and then Tool, The Pot, featuring Justin Chancellor on bass as well on the Holiday Bass Cast, A Feast of Bass here on the Lovecast, Holiday Bass Cast Part 2, New Year's Day 2022. The waves of the wide Pacific roll in an endless chorus against 17,000 miles of coastline, and the sky-reaching snow-capped Rockies echo their song. Like a great metronome, the rhythm of the ocean has rolled on beneath the sounds of history. For a hundred years, those relentless waves have broken on the shores of Canada and on a province forged in the plains of the past and tempered by the tides of history.
1971. A time to remember. This is the Lovecast with Dave Arama. i 
You've got it on the Lovecast. This is our holiday base cast part two. We did part one on Christmas Day and filled Christmas with bass, and we're doing it again for New Year's Day this week. My guest is Paul Manley. He's brought his bass, and we're sharing a lot of our favorite bass players and a lot of your favorite bass players. We had a few people chiming in, and lots of people suggested their favorite bass players, so we selected some of those for the show. This is part two. We probably could have done like several parts to this show because we kept going down the bass hole, you know, and the more we go down the bass hole there were just more more amazing bass players and so more, many good bass players yeah and apologies to anyone who suggested some amazing bass players that we didn't get to we've been putting in a ton of work on this show in the last couple of days and uh, we just couldn't get to them all and i would suggest we could probably just do a bass show every week you know if we wanted to <laughs> like if we somebody on CIUTFM could just go okay we're the bass show and just do like best bass players all the time every week so. just drive guitar players nuts yeah for sure man but where would they be without bass exactly where would the world be without bass it's a heartbeat yeah it's not yeah. as wouldn't be as funky wouldn't be as funky uh yeah so we had a suggestion by Serafina Capera, and that is Tool and The Pot and bass player Justin Chancellor. And then we had local band Moths and Locusts featuring Dave Reed on bass. He's originally from Toronto. He's been living out here on Vancouver Island for quite a while, but still active musically and putting out lots of different records, including his Moths and Locusts project, which features Paul's wife, Samantha. She plays keyboards and sings and plays flute. She's been on this show before. Samantha did a show with me a few years ago all on flute so we played all our favorite flute music that's why paul's here he's doing the sequel and if you go to my lovecast archives at www.mixcloud.com forward slash dave orama and you go and check out 2017 you'll find that flute show with samantha and you can go check that out so this is the sequel the bass cast the uh, holiday bass cast with paul manley and we're getting right down to the end here. So we're going to have to uh, say goodbye. And we're also going to have to say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We're going to leave it off with a little Marcus Miller. Marcus Miller, yeah. And uh, another really legendary bass player. And who's he played with? Like, Long list of people. Uh, Holy crow. David Sanborn, Wayne Shorter, Luther Vandross, Miles Davis, Grover Washington Jr., Super funky guy, but also really jazzy. Yeah, amazing, amazing bass player. Yeah. And uh, both Paul and I felt that Marcus Miller should be included. You've been listening to the Lovecast Holiday Bass Cast Part 2, and this is uh, January 1st, 2022. And Paul Manley, my friend, bass player, documentary filmmaker, politician, band manager, and, you know, he's, uh, he's pretty good at cooking, too. So we've been hanging out here at, uh, at Crazy Acre. Thanks for joining me, Paul, and keeping me company during the holidays. It's been great to be here. Lots of fun. Lay a bit more bass on us there, Paul. Nice. Right on. This is the Lovecast. We'll be back next week and our second show of 2022. I want to wish my mother a happy birthday. It's her birthday tomorrow. So big love to my mom and I wish her a wonderful birthday. I'd like to thank our Lovecast syndicates, bluesandrootsradio.com, ubuntu.fm, and all the great people listening in at CJMPFM, Powell River Community Radio. 
This is CIUT 89.5 FM, the base of your city. My name's Dave Arama. That's Paul Manley. And we're going to go out with Miles Davis. And from the album, We Want Miles, this is Marcus Miller playing bass. And you all have a great holiday and we'll catch you next week. Happy New Year.